What's up, guys? We're back with S3 Podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk about the GR Corolla from Toyota, coming 2021. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the S3 Magazine Podcast. We're on episode... I kind of have no idea right now, but we're just trucking along with this thing. Uh, we changed it up a little bit this time. Uh, Jesse and Hunter are off kind of doing their own thing. Tonight, we have our fearless leader, Jonathan Woolley. Say what's up. Hey, what's up? And our also, also our good buddy, uh, Tim. Tim, good to have you back on. Yeah, hey, today hey. we're going to be talking about the uh, Toyota's big release. They're not released, but I guess what, what's got everybody talking right now. Big tease. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so um basically you know if if you're into cars and you're into facebook you probably saw yesterday that toyota um has announced and or leaked or however they did it the um that the u.s will be getting the gr corolla um it's going to come with the 1.6 liter three cylinder that is overseas for the gr yaris uh the difference is here in the u.s it will be in the corolla hatch um and it will be front wheel drive versus the yaris all-wheel drive that's the idea at least pretty much all of this is speculation so far um based on what we think toyota is going to do i don't think right. any of this is truly yeah. fact yet yeah don't hold us but. to it because it is kind of like there's a lot of unknowns right now but anyway we're going to talk about what we think we know which is par for the course for, for S3. We're going to throw some stuff out there. Some of it might be right. Some of it might be wrong. Just remember the right stuff. All right, Tim. Yeah. What? I mean, what are, you, what yeah, are your so thoughts? I did, when, you, when you mentioned this, I was super stoked when they announced the Yaris. So I, I was hoping that because the drivetrain looked real similar to the Yaris, and I, lo I love the current Corolla hatch, and we I think we might have even touched on this, is like, why isn't Toyota giving giving us like the right engine transmission combination right. Right. in a cool car. And I think this, this could be it if they choose to do the Corolla, which it sounds like they probably are going to, I read a couple mm -hmm. different, I mean, who knows? Cause it's all speculation, but it, I read a couple outlets that said it, it may be all wheel drive. And I think that yeah. for me, if that body style, the Corolla only even more intense, yeah, right. it's all-wheel drive and turbo and something mm -hmm. around 260 horsepower. That is going to be the package, especially yeah, yeah. if it follows like the pricing, you know, the pricing structure that they've kind of set out with like the the Camry special editions and the other other stuff. It'll be right. cheap. I mean, I mean the Camry. You know, I just had the TRD Camry as a press car, and that falls in at 30 grand, and I feel like that's. A lot of car for thirty grand. Um, the Yaris over the GR Yaris overseas is thirty six ish. Yeah, they're projecting again. It's all projections. About thirty k starting point for a front wheel drive um, turbo version of the Corolla. But you know, maybe <clears throat> if we all start getting loud in the tuner nation, maybe you know we can talk them into an all-wheel drive, or maybe that comes a year later or something like that. Um, I, don't, I don't know about that. What do you, Tim and or Mike, both of you guys, what do you think about, obviously, <clears throat> we all love the idea that Toyota's gonna like liven up the Corolla. Um, mm -hmm. I think everybody loves the hatch. Like that kind of sent waves, other than it's like we talked about, there's just nothing behind it um, from yeah. an engine standpoint. Uh, 
now that they're bringing a turbo, that is obviously great news. Um, what about the price point? Does that, I mean, I, I'm interested to hear from both of you guys, because Tim, does $30,000 run you off of a Corolla? Not at all, uh, because I think if you look at the launch pricing, I think where I start to get uninterested in a hot hatch is in, you know, Golf R is now 40, 42, 43, yeah. which just seems like, you know, used other car. Something, something. I start thinking used at that point because it's yeah, so yeah. much money that it doesn't make any sense to me. At 30 grand, especially because Toyota is really good about. Uh, incentives and and lease programs and really good about like zero percent interest so i mean 30 32 thousand mm. uh, if it's all-wheel drive and it's 30 under thirty-five thousand, i think that's the new you know focus rs essentially right. and i like the uh the three that three-cylinder engine like if you read about you know, it's pretty much been developed in their in their rally program. I mean, it's it's really closely aligned with their their WRC program. So, Toyota's in the right place right now. I don't know why they didn't. I, in fact, if they did this in the CHR, I I dig it. If it, it ended up being the CHR, mm -hmm. you know, because I I felt like if they would have thrown any bones at the CHR, I already like that vehicle. You know. Side note, I drove the CHR for a week and I liked it. I don't know why it just got me. It's a fun little car for what it is. It handles, it's really nimble. I just don't like the engine. And I could live with the engine if there was a manual, but I do not, the manual C or the, the engine with the CVT is just a no-go. But, but the car's got something. It really does. I agree. Um, anyway, Mike, what do you think about Thirty thousand dollar price tag. You know our readers. You know the two. Yeah. I mean, I, I, as far as hot hatches go, that doesn't scare me off because, again, we don't know what we're getting in this car. But if it is an all-wheel drive turbo, then it's it's your your Focus RS replacement. If boohoo, we don't get the all-wheel drive version, and it's still a front-wheel drive turbocharged tire shredder, it's a Type R competitor. Both of those cars are in the thirty to thirty-five thousand dollar range. And I think that yeah. anybody who's driven them can both say that they're well worth it. Toyota's been making good cars recently. As much as we, you know, bash on the Supra because it's an automatic transmission and everything, that's still a hell of a car. It's a freaking rocket ship. Um, if, if this thing is anything at all like that, uh, with, with, you know, the true, the blood and the soul of a hot hatch and it's light and squirty, that thing could be a hell of a lot of fun for really not much money. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it. I think the price tag is really going to hinge on, like, what are we talking about? Are they making a Type R competitor or a Focus ST competitor? You know, or like a Civic Si competitor. I think if it comes out and they really try and make kind of a turnkey track car, weekend track car like the Type R is, $30,000 is a bargain. If it comes with limited slips, if it comes with that kind of a thing, $30,000 is a bargain. I think if we are lucky enough to get the all-wheel drive, it's going to touch thirty-six. dollars thousand yeah. you know somewhere and in it that. will be totally worth it yeah it, i think i mean i think we're in a place you know toyota's re redoing the 8.6 am i correct i'm pretty sure they are so like within a year or two toyota could have kind of a attractive like literally attractive lineup like their design is is really good right now they're on something um, Who else has three tuner cars out right now? That's what I mean. So, so if oh it comes in at thirty grand, we're talking about then being able to buy a turbo hatch 
you know, the Corolla or D86 for a $30,000 entry price point, or you step up to the Supra, um, you know, uh, and then when you take into consideration all the TRD pros and all that, like, that's a pretty strong mm -hmm. lineup. Um, they're taking the GR thing pretty seriously, and they're kind of trying to position it from what, at least from what I've seen, kind of as the M or the RS, you know, for Audi. And I think it's a it's a great it's a great deal in Japan. You can get a uh, a Toyota Harrier GR. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a uh, it's like it looks like a uh, and it may be based on either an NX or an RX, like a Lexus NX or right. RX. Right, right, right. Uh, you can get a hot version of that. So I think it's I don't not like honestly like I, I don't not like most of the cars that they're making when they came out with the new Camry. Uh, that body style is fantastic. I love that you can get like the the painted roof option, mm -hmm. you know, and the mm -hmm. the big wheels and the quad exhaust, and they're almost there. You know what I mean? Like I feel on all of the on all of the cars, it's like, ooh, man, that's like like with the Supra. It's like, man, if they had a stick, that would be that would be perfect. On right. all these, it's kind of like, and then they announced that Yaris. <laughs> And I feel like it is all the way there. It is all-wheel drive. It's there. It is a little WRC car that you can buy. You know, the thing is... They would just give us that. And hopefully they well, give us something really close to it. That's the thing, though. Like, I mean, let's be honest. America needs the bigger car. You know what I mean? If they brought yeah. the Yaris here, I feel like it would miss. In a lot of ways, kind of like the Fiesta ST did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even Even tuners in America are like... Yeah, but I can't do a Fiesta, man. Like, it's just too small. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. kind of back away from that, and they go towards that mid-range Civic Focus Corolla. You know, that size, yeah. it seems to be a little bit more acceptable. So, while I agree, and, like, I, dude, I'm, I'm the all-wheel drive Yaris GR guy, for sure. Like, that's the one I would buy. I do think that the versatility of the Corolla in the American market is probably the way to go. I, I did mm -hmm. look it up. I mean, the Corolla... The Corolla is 200 pounds heavier um, than the GR with all-wheel drive Yaris. So, you know, figuring if they put that motor from the GR Yaris in the Corolla, you're looking at about 200 horsepower more, or I'm sorry, 200 pounds more mm -hmm. and losing the all-wheel drive. Um, but they're also coming maybe. off that price tag, maybe. maybe, and they're coming off that price tag by about five or six grand if yeah. if that's the way they do it. If they do it front wheel drive turbo Corolla, um, so you know that's what you're looking at. But I, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm holding. I, I just think, as much as I want that Yaris, and as much as maybe that can come as a as a cherry on top to the Corolla if the Corolla works, like I think that the Yaris would miss in the American market, sadly. I think that the Corolla might be something that, that can catch and sustain itself. I don't know. I think, I think the Yaris is kind of one of those cars that the American people in general just don't, I don't know if they don't like it, they don't respect it. They see it as like a Mini Cooper. It's almost like a, like a kid's it's, car. They don't, it's a they don't comic take it relief. seriously. It, it's a yeah. comic relief thing. It's like a Fiesta, a Yaris. Like You can't even <laughs> say it without like turning up your nose. Yeah, it's by the way, anybody listening, like, I have a Fiesta ST. I defend that car to the death. I, gosh, I wish that Toyota could bring the 
I don't care if it's front wheel drive, the front wheel drive turbo something in the mid $20,000 or even less price range because I think it would kill. I think there's so much Toyota loyalty that if it was a Toyota Fiesta ST, it would have killed, right? I, I think a lot of what hurt the Fiesta ST was that it was Ford. People weren't ready to buy Ford hot hatches yet. I think now they are and Ford bailed out too soon. But um, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I, I will say there's a market. They do have a market problem. Like in the UK, they've been Ford has Ford was hot hatch city forever. You know, they had Focus RS for a long time. They had hot Fiesta STs for multiple generations, and so uh, for whatever reason, this this the United States and small cars. I don't know if it's maybe there is some sort of like real genetic defect where we just don't get awesome cars because like the fiat abarth is awesome yeah so people, people look at it it's got a niche i mean i know there's some people that that truly respect that car but i think for most people it's like yeah it's like oh that's a that's a little like a little kid's car yeah and I, I don't know how it doesn't seem like there's maybe there's no way to change that you know or maybe it is truly a marketing thing and maybe you're right maybe ford did pull out too early and it does take two or three generations. But if it does take two or three generations, I feel like Toyota seeded this whole subset of, mm -hmm. of, of fans with the Scion mm -hmm. brand. You know, they, they sort of fed this, mm -hmm. this Scion brand. And they fed, like, aftermarket stuff from the fact, you know, they had, when you went to a Scion dealership, you can add an intake, you could add wheels, you could add uh, an exhaust. And they did partnerships and stuff like that. And if they carry that same model and that same enthusiasm, which again they they kind of seem to be doing to some extent with like the TRD, Camry, and and uh, you know some of the other stuff. I, it, you bring I, up a good point with Scion. Uh, I know Scion's dead and everything, but Toyota really did a cool thing. They made it a fun experience to buy a car and they're kind of doing it again not not so gimmicky as what they did with scion but like the trd pros and all the really really cool cars that they're making out there like they make it to where it's like the the candy land to go buy a car instead of oh i just gotta go pick up my new tahoe kind of thing you know it, it is a fun car buying experience with toyota well, i do feel like toyota is giving somebody a little bit of leash here because like the two-tone Two-tone on a Camry, it seems like that would get shot down. Like, no, no, these people, you're not understanding who buys a Camry. But these are accountants. Voodoo blues and the molten oranges and, like, these are bold colors, the cements. And every time they make one, it becomes everybody's favorite color. So, like, the market is saying, yes, more of this stuff, more of this stuff. Yeah. Less 50 shades of gray like we've been dealing with with every car for the past 15 years now. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, the milky non-metallics have sold crazy on the uh, the TRD Tacomas. And yeah, they look they look amazing, like the the olive drab and the gray. I don't know what the color names are, but yeah, when you see one, it's like, oh man, that looks amazing. So yeah, yeah so whoever's making those calls, because you can get a different color roof on both the CHR and the Camry, right? Yep, yep, and probably I'm betting this GR Corolla. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, for me, I'm totally stoked that they're doing it. I think, geez, right? It's more what we need. People, I, I, I'm glad that manufacturers are kind of making what they think is cool rather than just what the control groups say that they should make. Um, 
That's cool. I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. I hope that that $30,000 price tag does not cause people to, you know, go. That's the thing. Like, I, I think that if it was 25, you go in to look at a GR Corolla and you drive home in it. You know what I mean? Like, it gets yeah. you. It's it the right price, be. the right financing. It's the right deal. And you leave with it. I think 30 grand, you start thinking, mm, I mean, there's a lot of cars at that point that maybe would be a more practical decision that I should buy. So then you're eliminating a lot of people and you're just going for the core enthusiasts. I want to see a car like the GR Corolla reach out and grab new enthusiasts. I'm a little worried at the $30,000 price point. I'm also aware that I, that's what cars cost these days. Um, so, cost yeah, I don't know. Manufacturing is expensive. What did you say you were breaking up? The cost of manufacturing is expensive and it's just going up every year, especially when You've got stuff like the coronavirus happening. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's just kind of what cars cost now. The good thing is they've made financing more affordable than ever now. I mean, you can go get 0% financing. They'll give you seven-year loans on new cars. I mean, they, they really, really work with you to get you the car that you want. Yeah, and that kind of bounces back to what we were talking about a couple podcasts ago, where it's like new cars that are six-speed manuals might be the last of a dying breed so maybe yeah. it is worth it to go and extend that loan out another year get the payments to where you can do mm -hmm. it not worry too much about being upside down if you think that the car is something that you're going to love for you know a half a decade or more to come then then it's really irrelevant you know whether you're upside down or not if you're committed to the yeah. car um i am stoked that this was a major announcement i mean this was like a major tease and and it's it is heartening to think that like this segment this market segment whether it's whether it's 20 26 9 or 31 5 wh whatever it is it is kind of a it is the s3 segment you know what i mean right it, right it's they are taking it pretty seriously i mean the, the images that they released were like you know heavily composite you know photoshopped like like someone someone got this got tossed on someone's desk and it was like hey we want to do a tease on this gr uh i think that's fantastic that it's the corolla and and i said since that car's been out that the mm -hmm. proportions there's no other four-door hatch that is so perfectly proportioned currently especially with right. the wing if you get that wing on the back there's nothing else that has that sort of that's what it's an exciting car to look at. It's fresh and it's slick, almost like the 90s styling is kind of back in 2020. You know, I, it doesn't have all those weird, sharp loss of design. You know what I'm saying? The whole car flows yeah, is what I'm trying to sharp. say. You know, it's got that nice sharp crease on the leading edge of the back and it's got the sharp waistline. It's like the but right it's... amount of now and then, you know? Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. I like like the... the car works i mean it can be argued that a lot of new cars have aggressive noses and then they all get fugly somewhere behind mm -hmm. the windshield and this car really flows throughout there's something exciting about it as a kid that got my keys you know and turned 16 in the mid 90s and came up with the import boom i feel a lot of that energy in that car now for some reason the motor wasn't there and none of us understood really why but if it's coming, man, you know, it could be, I think this could be a, a pretty significant car. I really do. 
I think that the Toyota loyalists and fanboys will really support it. Um, I think it could lead to, you know, Nissan taking a look and, and some of these other guys, maybe even Ford looking again. I don't know. It's probably a decade out before they do that. But I don't know. It's a step in the right direction for sure. Whether it's, uh, you know, and please, if you guys are listening, like a car does not have to be all wheel drive or rear wheel drive to be fun. Like for some no, reason, the internet has has just destroyed front wheel drive. You know what I mean? Like it's just it, it, like it's a hate crime. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, it's on a street car. I mean, a front wheel drive hot hatch is a fun experience, especially when you throw high revs or a turbo at it. Like it is something unique, and it is a blast. It allows you to have so much fun in traffic. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't. You know, if it's not all-wheel drive, don't just eliminate it, you know? Yeah. That being said, I would really like to see Toyota go the full 10 yards this time. They've kind of become the company that gets you all the way there and then cuts out, like, something really important, like the, the <laughs> S6. Good God. All you had to do is put a turbo on that thing. and It would have been a just phenomenal car. Um, yeah. The Supra. Manual transmission. Come on. Yeah. Like everything else please, with the car is perfect. Please, Toyota, just send it so on this just, one. Just for the send love. it. Give us everything we need. I, I, Come on. I, the funny thing is, while you're saying this, I'm like, this is where I don't know how their communications works in the company, but whoever's getting the memo to do like the, the two tone and, and the yeah. red body lines and all that stuff, they've already got the drivetrain. You know, the drivetrain that yeah. we want that we're talking about here mm-hmm. is literally in the Yaris. They're, t- they're saying, you know, look, we, we get it. We want to give you something in the American market. The 200 pounds, honestly, if it's if it's turbo and all-wheel drive and makes 267 or whatever it is horsepower, the 200 pounds aren't going to kill it. You know, a couple hundred well, pounds aren't going to, like, make it because it's wider. So, I mean, yeah, really, the, the Corolla should have a higher grip factor just because of it being – a wider, you know, chassis just in general. So if they're already there, stick that exact drivetrain in this car and, and go. And, and I mean, not, I, I feel like we should close it out. Um, but I do want to say like, there is an energy behind this car. Like all the Fiesta and focus pages I'm on, they were posting it and they're like, yo, Looks like it's time to sell the Fiesta in two years. Like, they're getting excited about this car. There is something about this car that, and again, we are purely speculating, sort of, but I feel like it's going to be a fun car to modify, to own, to look at. You know what I mean? I feel like it's just one of those cars that that once you start throwing some stuff at it, it's going to be real infectious when it's running down the road. So that I'm stoked about. Oh, yeah. I, you know, my, my only thing is Toyota, please bring the all wheel drive and please bring it at like 32. I, I, I'm not a bit, obviously I'm a terrible businessman, print magazine, (laughs) but but if I was Toyota, I would be saying, guys, I don't care if we got to take a loss on this. We deserve to take a loss for abandoning everybody for so long. We need to make this fun. We need to lay it out on the table. We need to flex our muscles a little bit. We need to come in and undercut the Type R. We need to undercut the RS when they had it. We need to undercut the Golf R, and we need to compete with them. You know, that's what Toyota's about. Like, that's, that's what they got to do. And give it to me in yellow. 
and freaking green and orange. Don't be giving me light gray or dark gray. <laughs> you know? It is. It is hilarious to me that Toyota has been such a tame, some would say boring brand for like literally a decade. And all of a sudden one day they woke up and they were like, hey guys, I found this racing helmet. You want to go do some <laughs> cool stuff? What do you think? You know, and now they're just like making race cars all, all the time. Yep. It's awesome. I love it. But I, I wish it didn't take them so dang long to do it. Yep. Tim, you might remember. Remember that marketing campaign they did around the late 90s where they went to everyday people? Like, everyday, oh, yeah. like from the song, everyday people. That was there. And that was when I was just like, what? Why would you want to market yourself as just everyday, boring? You know what I mean? I was like, and they did. I mean, because they sold works. a ton of entry level. There are yeah. about a million and a half entry level Camrys. In my state alone, I mean, they definitely sold a bunch of Camrys, and those things run forever. I yeah, mean, I mean, they they are the most profitable car company out there by a lot. Like right. By a well, they need that drivetrain that they then leased to everyone. The Jetta uses their hybrid drivetrain. The the all the mm -hmm. Nissans use their hybrid drivetrain. So anytime <laughs> Nissan sells a car or Volkswagen sells a car, Toyota's yeah. getting paid. So, well, you know what? What else I was just thinking about? You think about that Toyota history of reliability. So these cars could very well be the EG Civic of 20 years from now. You know what I mean? Like these cars come out now. If they're successful, they're going to outlast us all and stay on the road for 25 years. It could turn into a, a, a icon, you know? Um, yeah. Like that, you know, like the the eg civic or like whatever the body, the body styles there i don't think they need to change in anything with the current the current hatch it's it's nope. a second car and i do think another thing toyota two-tone guy if you're listening like leave a little bit for us i i mean like i know you can you know put some skirts on it and pop the wing up a little bit more and do this and, and make it look sharp but like i think part of the manufacturer is trying to taking a car too far kind of hurts the fun in the aftermarket. Leave it a little, a little, you know, give us something to do is what I'm saying. Like, let us do a couple things in the aftermarket. Don't do too much. Give us a great you canvas. You don't want your Corolla from the factory with a martini livery or? No. Yeah. I want to, I want to buy the short shift. I want to buy the wing risers. I want to buy all this silly stuff, you know, like I don't, I, I want them to give us a canvas that we can run with, which was kind of the concept of Scion anyway. So hopefully they still get that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to beat this to the ground too much, but I, I feel like we've kind of covered it. You know, yeah, I'm stoked about it. Yeah. I, I, I just yeah. hope they run with it. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just thanking the car gods for at least a step in the right direction and not another crossover with a CVT. So thank you yep. for that. Stick this motor in a dang little tiny crossover. That would be dope. You know, as long as it's got the six speed. Hey, and I'm Toyota. I'm fine with you putting it in the CHR. I think this drivetrain in the CHR that even if it was a full second slower to 60, we'd figure out how to get it faster. You know, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. We that, could put a bigger turbo on it and get that second back real quick. All right. Well, that's our initial thoughts on a whole bunch of maybe stuff. So I think we are getting the GR Corolla. Maybe it will be all-wheel drive. Maybe it will be front-wheel drive. You guys yep. you write your little Toyota mayors or whatever and beg that, 
you know, they bring they they bring it. So, all right. Let us know what you think about it. Let us know what you would like to see in the car in an ideal situation. What would it take for you as a and consumer try, to buy it? Yeah, and try and be open-minded about it. You know, like don't just be that typical person that's like, oh, if it's not all-wheel drive or, oh, if it's not, if it's, you know, 30,000 or more. I mean, look, I'm with you, but like we've got to try and, and be, you know, think like Toyota a little bit, what's possible and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, I, want, I want to just throw this out there. This is going to be my last thing, and you're going to, this is going to be anyone who makes it this far in the podcast, this is going to be fantastic. So in the 80s, uh, Oldsmobile came out with an engine called the Quad Four. Do you guys remember that at all? No. And it was, uh, it was a four can, a four, quad, dual overhead cam, four valve, uh, four cylinder. But they wanted to prove the effectiveness of the four-cylinder, so they put a big turbo on it. And then they built, like, a really long aerodynamic body for it, and it did, like, 300 miles an hour. And so that was, like, their marketing thing. They never ended up really building anything very compelling, but Toyota has 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 a hatch with a really, really low drag coefficient that if you put this drivetrain in would be nuts, and it's the Prius. If you put the drivetrain <laughs> in the Prius, it would literally, it would probably have a top speed of like 190 miles an hour. See, Just Toyota? See, to- Mr. Toyota, this is the Tuner Nation at work. Already thinking about swaps. You're welcome. But, but that's what builds the brand, Toyota. That's what builds the Honda Nation is the Honda Nation because they have motors that you can swap and you can do fun things. And next thing you know, people are buying up old Toyotas, sticking this new three-cylinder in it, which fascinates me. I want to I want to hear the thing. I want to see, you know, like I, I, I'm all Time about it. Tim, how bored were you to actually look up the drag coefficient on that car? Here's what triggered me. When I was reading this, there was speculation on what hatch it, it could go in. So I went on Toyota's current list or on their website just to see what all cars they had. And the, the Prius was one of the hatches. And then so that got me thinking like, what is the drag coefficient? Because I knew the older ones, and it's like the lowest drag coefficient of any car currently it's made. Like it's, yeah, I mean, and it's it's got underbody arrow and the whole. Th- I mean, yeah. this is getting a little enthusiastic on Prius, <laughs> but if you took that just that whole package and threw this engine and stuff in there, I mean, you got to think that car has a hundred horsepower. Yeah. And it manages to be not the worst thing. Well, it's the worst thing, but yeah. it manages to not be, you know, it's still like, it still can't accelerate. You you take, you literally triple the horsepower in the car and give it all-wheel drive. I don't even know. Just like, <laughs> I like where your head's at. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> There's no way they can, anything that they have that's a hatch with this drivetrain is going to be awesome. I guess that's my point. I don't know what my point is. And on that note, <laughs> um, <laughs> go find you a cheap Prius and wait. And uh, while you're at it, hey, guys, we make a real magazine. It's printed on paper. We ship it out to you. It's, it's old school and proven, just like little hot hatches are. Yeah, there's one of them. So right now, if you subscribe, you get a free T-shirt. And it's a pretty nice one, too. It's not like a $2 tee or anything like that. So if you want to support the mag, um, we would love that. 
um, just go to s3mag.com and there'll be a thing to subscribe. And uh, yeah, all right. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Start saving yeah. your pennies for a Corolla. Make sure it says GR. 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 Later, fellas. See ya.